Hi, everyone, and welcome to another Firms Consulting Podcast. So, um, most of the interviews are over. Um, we had a you know, very high placement rate amongst our clients, and many of them will be joining McKinsey and BCG primarily next year to begin their consulting careers and hopefully the start of their corporate careers. So today's podcast talks about leadership. And that leadership in this horrible, nebulous uh, way that is described in books on the New York Times bestseller list and Malcolm Gladwell and so on, because that is not what you need to know about. Leadership in its most raw sense is defined in the following picture I'm going to paint for you. You arrive at the McKinsey office and you're sitting there with eight associates or ten or whatever, ten business analysts or whatever it is. In that room, in that room at that point in time, you're either a leader because people believe they should listen to you or you're a follower because people think they should not listen to you. That's what leadership is. You know, we hear all these stories that leaders are decisive, leaders are charismatic, leaders are intelligent, blah, blah, blah. Those things are written to make you feel good about yourself. And, and let's be honest, there are a lot of leaders who are not charismatic, not handsome, not intelligent, but they get the job done, right? And people choose to follow them, right? So it's obviously not about just those things. And in fact, I would say those things are elevated into the um, archetype of what defines a leader because they sell books. So I'm not going to try to sell you anything today, but I'm going to talk you through my own personal experiences about how I was able to build teams and lead them. And it, it follows up on a previous podcast I did about ageism because in that podcast I mentioned I joined management consulting when I was tail end of 21 getting into 22 and I was always the youngest person in the group so how did I lead because leading is not being assigned a group you're not assigned anyone in management consulting right it's not as if a senior partner tells these analysts and these associates and this engaged manager to work for this person it doesn't work that way even if a partner told someone to work for you unless you had the respect of the group, they're not gonna they're not going to do more than the minimum that is required to help you. And unless they do more than the minimum that's required, you you're never really gonna make it, right? So my definition of leadership in consulting is someone who is and I'm gonna explain this because if I don't explain it, it's gonna sound very bad, is someone who's actually going to break the rules to get the job done. And when I say breaking the rules, I'm not saying doing anything illegal or unethical. Let me give you some, I'll give you four examples from my career, right? The very first piece of work I ever had to, in inverted commas, manage was a study for a very large resources company that was looking to make a substantial acquisition. And the partner had asked me to put together the analysis with regards to whether or not this acquisition would create value or not. And he asked me to work with another female manager and I did not actually get along very well with that female manager because I felt that she was very, I'll be honest, I didn't think she was that intelligent. 
and I felt that she would use a lot of fancy words and talk a lot to hide a lack of knowledge about how to actually do the work. And she was more about talking the client through processes and structures and drawing pitry pictures rather than actually answering the question they had put forward. So anyway, I relied on her to guide me once, the first time before the meeting. And I, you know, I go in to, to have a discussion with the client. and So it's, um, it's myself and there's two partners in that meeting and there's three people from the client side. And the meeting is obviously a disaster because my, my work is all wrong because I didn't answer the question they wanted because I was listening to this female manager. And after the meeting, you know, uh, everyone comes around to offer advice and tell me, you know, how much they want to help me. And, and this is an example of where I break the rules. So pay attention. I tell everyone, thank you for your help, but I don't need any help. I know what to do. I'll deal with it. Now, that's an example of breaking the rules. Why is it an example of breaking the rules? Because Everything you hear about BCG and McKinsey says that, oh, it's teamwork, you got to listen to people, you got to, you know, embrace the team. Well, let me tell you something. People who do that are average. If you believe you are right, and that's maybe a separate podcast, you know what needs to happen. You don't have to be encumbered by protocol. So I ignored the other one partner ignored the other partner said, look, you brought me in to do this. Let me do it my way. If you don't like it, I'll show it to you before I put it out. But if you don't like it, that's fine. But let me do it my way. I ignored the manager. I thought she knew nothing. And I went out and did the, did the analysis, redid the entire analysis, which turned out to be a very big success, right? And I don't think, I'm not sure if that directly led to work with that client, but we eventually did a lot of work for the client. Um, and it was a successful relationship that we had with them. Now, that's one example where I just broke the rules to show people that I could do some, I could get something done, irrespective of the circumstances. Now, uh, here's another example, right? Um, in a very different way, and I've mentioned the story before, but because there's close to 300 podcasts on just the firm's consulting site, I'm going to repeat the story here um, um, for, for context. So, you know, we once were doing a study for another resources client, and we made a mistake in the calculations, bad mistake. I was accountable. And the, the partner who was re managing the relationship was very upset about it. He wanted to go across and see the chief operating officer and he told me, don't come. And I I'd actually disobeyed him. Not only did I go along, I went there before him, saw the chief operating officer without him and convinced the chief operating officer that we made a mistake, but we'll deal with it. And it, it and the chief operating officer didn't even blink. He didn't even think it was a big issue. He just said, redo the slide, send it to me, no problem. She watched the rugby game, blah, blah, blah. Another example where I broke the rules, right? I wasn't supposed to do that. I felt that I knew this client better. I felt that the partner was emotional and the partner's actions were actually um, inflaming the situation. This example Two, where I broke the rules. Again, nothing illegal, nothing unethical, but I, I could get fired for that, right? Let's talk about um, another example here, right? So um, the first time I had to lead a case team on a large project, the first time I had to lead a case team on a large, I mean, an important project, not these minor little work streams, but on something quite 
substantial. How did that come about? I'll tell you how it came about. Um, there was internal training taking place, and I was uh, running the training on strategy. And I was still young. This At this point, I was probably 25. Yeah, I think I was 25, 26. I was 26. Yes, I was 26. I just turned 20. I think I was a turning 26, actually. It, it was happening during the time of my birthday. So I can't remember if it was 25 or 26, but I was, I was young. And one of the partners comes up to me and says, you know what? It looks like the client's going to call us in. And I want to know if you can assemble a team to go in there and do a diagnostic to see what's happening in this client. Now, it's a diagnostic for a client we know nothing about. Um, you know, the partner doesn't know anything about this client. There's no air cover for me there. And, and you must remember something that the reason the partner wants me to go in there is indirectly in this particular situation asking me to lead the analysis and, and own it. You know, it's not in this typical situation where the case leader or engagement manager, whatever, whatever the word is, reports to a set of partners, principals who provide air cover. I was going to lead this. So he asked me, you know, can you assemble a team of three or four people to go in and do this? Because we want to use the diagnostic to guide the other teams working on operations, working on marketing and so on. It's, 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 a, it's a pivotal role. So what do you think I do? Do I say, no, I'm not sure... Give me some, no, of course, yeah, no problem, I can do it. Of course, I have no idea what I'm talking about because I've never done it before. But I, I do believe I've been so well trained in the basics of analysis that the problem is irrelevant because I can apply the basics of analysis to the problem. That project was a very big success. Um, you could argue that's what made my career. And and this is an example of breaking the rules again. You know, when, when Rather than saying, you know, you need a, I need a more experienced person on my team, I tempered a team of all green people. And I said, okay, we're going to reinvent the way we normally do diagnostics here, right? So let's, you know, guard and tackle it. So that's the third example. Now, let me give you a fourth example. In the fourth example, I was um, also probably young at this stage, probably 20, uh, early 20s, must be 23, maybe 23. Yeah, I think it's about 23. And I was reporting to one of these old school managers, Again, she's female, and it's not that I have anything against females. They just these females just happen to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. In my case, anyway, and I don't like the way she was running the teams. I didn't think she was doing it right. I, th I felt she was talking down to people. I felt she she was someone who was so proud of their title, so proud of their status that she was treating the younger consultants badly and I overhauled the way that she was managing the teams. One of the things I instituted, which now the firm use, use quite extensively, is provide people their feedback, their final feedback at the midpoint of the project. And the way I would do that is I would tell them that, okay, this is your final feedback. If you continue as is, this is the rating you're going to get. If you improve, it's going to be better. If you get worse, it's going to get worse. So, but this is your rating, so you know where you stand. And this lady went crazy and took me to the cafeteria and started giving me a dressing down in front of a lot of people. And did I change course? No, I just ignored it and continued what I was doing. Um, four examples of breaking the rules. Now, I don't want you to get out of this podcast that I'm a trouble causer because I'm not. What I do believe in is that when you see something is done incorrectly, you have a choice here. You can either 
say, hey, you know what? I'm going to play by the rules. I'm not going to upset anyone. And I'm going to keep everyone happy. And in time, I'll, I'll, I'll convince someone to fix it. Well, let me tell you something. When you do that, the client loses. And consulting firms exist to serve the clients. If the client's not losing, at least the team dynamic is 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 going to go off kilter because you're not investing the right resources and the right attention to developing the teams. So the way I've gone about building teams, and, and, I, and I can see that amongst all of the good consultants, is that when you see an opportunity to do things right, you don't hide. You don't play dead. You will have to seize the moment and, you know, push through and it's not easy to do that you know all of these four things and i got many more examples where i broke the rules you can be fired for them if if they don't work out and some of these i mean i can give you examples of other ones where they don't work out but if you are doing this with the right intentions you obviously are not working in isolation. Some senior person must know what you are doing, and that's important. Don't work in isolation. They'll provide the appropriate air cover for you. And, and the times that I have failed, yes, air cover has been provided. I mean, there's there's one situation, actually, whereby the CEO of one of the 30... This company is, is one of the 30 largest companies in the world. Said that he doesn't want to work with me. And... This was, um, I was a very young principal at that point, but I was leading the interaction with this client. And, and why was I leading the interaction with this client? Because I frankly believed that I could do a better job with my team to serve this client than the partner, senior partner, very senior partner who was working with the client. So there was that kind of tension as well. And the CEO didn't like some of the suggestions I made. And he basically told the managing partner, look, I'm happy to work with you guys, but I don't want Michael involved here, period. And I was taken off that account, which happens, you know, partners don't get along with every client. And did it wreck my career? Well, no, because, you know, it's not like I did anything wrong. I told the client what I thought was the right thing for them. He disagreed. And by the way, he's no longer CEO he left a few years afterwards. I wouldn't say because of what I had mentioned, but I mean, partly related to that because they didn't put through some of the recommendations. But my point is the senior partner provided air cover for me because he felt that I had done the right thing. My job is to tell the, the, the truth as I see it, not just to make a CEO happy. And it never really affected our relationship with that client, but it obviously affected my relationship with the client. So my point is, leading is risky. If you want to lead, get things done. And get it done the right way, not to please people. That's very important. When you're, at a when you're on a client site, or when you're working in a team, it's very easy to get caught up into this dynamic of... Um, wanting to please everyone. Now, if you're going to be like this, whereby you focus on taking heavily risky decisions to get things done, I have two pieces of advice for you. Firstly, make sure you're bulletproof on the logic. If you tell people they are wrong and you've got mistakes and you don't know what you're doing, very quickly you lose credibility. In fact, 
you won't you it's very hard to even get that credibility back so you must be very thorough on what you are doing secondly don't attack a person that's very important here even though i may have disagreed with people and have disobeyed them thousands of times i'm not angry with someone i actually um I don't, you know, attack them. I'm basically playing the situation. In fact, in that first project, the one I mentioned where we were doing this merger analysis and I didn't get along with the female manager, I actually ended up mentoring her husband. Um, and, you know, he's one of my very successful mentees. So, again, it's not personal. And I think people know that. You've got to to put the 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 client's needs above personal issues. And provided you can do that, you're fine. But But let's just bring this back to the topic of leadership, right? When you're arriving at McKinsey, Bain, BCG, or even if you're currently working there, you are going to be successful and probably become partner if you do everything right the way everyone does it. But let me tell you something. Do you know how many people are partners at McKinsey and BCG and Bain who amount to nothing in the world? I mean, if, if your definition of success is to be a partner, then I can tell you right now you are not going to be successful in life. You're, you need to, to get up in the morning and decide what do you want to be known for. And one of the things I tried to do in my career is to always do projects that had never been done before. Of course, it gave me an ulcer. It gave me a headache. I was losing my hair at one point. Literally, I was actually losing my hair at one point because some of the projects I took on were that stressful. There was one particular project I took on around you know, calculating risk, which had never been done by anyone before. It was a very complicated way to do it. I lost a lot of hair. Thankfully, I've got it all back after the project was you know, successfully concluded. But... If you want to lead, in one simple term, you've got to prove you can get things done because no, because people follow successful people. So if you come in there and start talking about how you can theoretically do things and how, you know, talk well and so, yeah, people are going to follow you for maybe two weeks, but very quickly they'll see, hey, hold on a second, Jenny can't get it done. Jenny is just working at an average pace. Maybe I shouldn't follow Jenny. Let's follow someone else who knows what they're doing. So when you're leading teams, your job, if it's needed to break the rules to get it done the right way. And what happens is that when you get into a team, teams are lazy, humans are lazy. They develop a routine, a routinized way of doing things that may not be the most efficient way of doing it. But because the analyst wants to get good feedback from the associate and the associate wants good feedback from the engagement manager, no one's telling anyone that this is a stupid way of doing it. Now, I'm not saying tell people it's a stupid way of doing it, but what I am saying is that if you know there's a better way of doing it, then you have to find a way to make it happen. And I, 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 I wasn't the easiest person to work with when I was... Um, consultant or when I became partner so don't think you have to you know disrupt everything um, and apply my approach no there are probably more diplomatic ways of doing this but what I'm trying to say is do not compromise the client's best interests just because you don't want to ruffle some feathers Um, it's better to ruffle some feathers now if you are ruffling feathers for the sake of ego, just because you want to be the team leader, just because it feels nice to say you're a case leader, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. I happily would not have done any of these things if someone else 
was there to push for these things you know i would have just stepped back and let them do it but no one was doing it right so i i saw a better way to do it so when you're thinking about getting into mckinsey and bcg and you're about to lead a team it's okay to break the rules the rules are just the current best practices if you have a better way of doing it do it but get results that's what matters at the end of the day. you're going to fail a few times it's okay I failed a few times or so on but what matters is that you actually get up one day and do something about it as always I will respond to any comments or questions that I posted here